Hold on. Hi. My first day as a door dasher, uh, where I live, doesn't have a lot of orders. So I'm kind of just sitting in a Walmart parking lot, talking to my phone. That's nice. Playing with my keys. I was listening to music, but I turned that off so I could fucking talk to a phone. Some old man is currently walking around getting uh, carts from the little cart depot that you put your cart in. I wonder if they put him on this job because no one likes him. Maybe he's a creep. I don't know. I heard from some of my friends that the only time someone was walking by, the only time they put people on the parking lot detail, if you want to call it that, is when they don't like them. <laughs> so maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe not. Maybe he just likes to be outside. Who knows? There's not much going on. It's pretty empty right now. And by that I mean there's probably like a hundred cars in the parking lot, but you know, it is what it is. Pretty empty for here, I guess. <sighs> Don't have a lot to do. Don't have a lot to say. So I'm just gonna hang out. Maybe someone will find this and listen about. Never know. Oh well. Some lady has a baby strapped to her chest. That's pretty neat. I probably look like a drug dealer, not gonna lie. My car is um black with black tinted windows and old. As in, I don't mean old as in like classic, but I do mean old as in... It looks like it's had some rough years. About it's it's seventeen years old, yeah, you know, a little younger than I am, but that's fine. I don't like this. Surrounded by people. The lady with the baby strapped to her chest is in the car to my right. And some homie just got out of his car to my left. And my back window doesn't close, so I have to talk a little bit quietly. A little quiet, a little, little sneaky-deaky. It is what it is. Still no order from DoorDash. It's been almost three minutes since I started recording. I think I've been sitting here for five, ten minutes. You know, it is what it is. Oh. Got some SUV rolling in fast from the stoplight. That's not safe. And then also not following the flow of traffic at all. They just pulled into a spot. That means that they're going to have to go out the wrong way. You know? That's what it is. <sighs> Baby lady is putting her cart away. That's nice. Not just leaving it somewhere. What a good person. I am playing with my keys right now. Watching birds. On a red truck. Uh, looks like the man that owns the red truck is walking up to the car. To the truck, I mean. Oh no, what are the birds gonna do? Looks like they're gonna have to fly away. Oh no. 
Got to find some other vehicle to sit on. How terrible. What a rude man. Another bird just went. A couple of birds are under the car. Closer to me. In the red truck. Actually, it looks like all the birds have found refuge. Under this silver car. Four doors. Good. Good. I'm glad they found a place to hang out. You know, it's, uh... Some lady with a very pink vest just got out of another red truck, even further than the previously mentioned red truck. The birds are flying around. One of them just flew over to the baby lady's catchback thing. The baby lady is putting the baby in the car. This is what it is. Well. I don't have much to talk about, so I'm just kind of talking about my surroundings. <sighs> don't know if whoever finds this, because I doubt there's going to be many. I don't know if you know who, what the offline TV creator house is, but, you know, it's pretty interesting. They have a couple of Rust servers. It's um, a video game that's been around for a while, and it's... There's some pretty dedicated people for making content for it. Mainly because uh, it can be pretty toxic in public servers. Racism, uh, homophobia and shit. I don't play it. I don't have the ability to. My laptop doesn't handle it very well. But it can be very hard to start up in it. And they have two locked servers that you can be whitelisted for. Um... And it's for a bunch of streamers like Twitch and YouTube and content creators to go on. There's an RP server, which is much more exclusive than the uh, baby lady just drove off. A guy in the red truck that had birds on it is still sitting there. But yeah, no, the RP server is much more exclusive. But on the um, PvP server, oh, red truck is now starting to drive off. That's a cute girl in an SUV. Uh bird truck guy in a tundra looking like he works a very sad job and doesn't really enjoy life um but yeah the pvp server uh there was a guy that i really liked his name is sir winter and he was never actually added to the discord for a while and he didn't know exactly what the rules were other than like no spawn killing fresh spawns and uh no griefing or like offline raiding and he was like all right cool went around did some mischievous things as horses in the game which is pretty cool i stopped playing i used to be able to play um a while ago but yeah i stopped playing before they added horses um you know he would steal people's horses which is pretty funny guy to my left is back hopefully he drives off I don't know still no DoorDash orders but yeah um, there's this pretty toxic person called XQT and he he was really a toxic person there's no other way to get around it in a server with a bunch of people who were literal like really new to the game he would offline raid against the rules he'd be really toxic in the global like text chat communication thing and um, he made a bunch of vlogs about Sir Winter. Sir Winter's a smaller 
recently found out about it happened a while ago i think the truth came out about like the original incident that got sir winter banned from that but i guess there was another incident that isn't more known about about him like making someone uncomfortable and he's perfectly fine with the ban because he didn't mean to do it but he understands so yeah is what it is he's he's still creating content love it um watching a Lay's Chips truck drive by. Sorry. There's a, another streamer called Aqua FPS. He's pretty cool. I like him. Pretty funny. And then General Sam is also pretty hilarious. Although General Sam is much more explicit content uh, along the same lines as Aqua, but like a little, little spicier, you know? <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, almost, it's almost 10 minutes of me just talking to a phone. God, I hate my voice. I'm I'm not going to listen to this. I'm just going to post it. If that's what you do, I don't even know. This is my first time recording anything on this app, so who knows? Bird just flew on top of the Walmart building. That's nice. Homie to my left is still just hanging out in his car. My car's off, but his car's on. What a waste of fuel. <laughs> he probably has a reliable job. I think I started off with this, but I work for DoorDash. This is my first day door dashing, actually. Um Yeah, pretty pretty boring so far. No no one in my town seems to either know about DoorDash or use DoorDash very often. It seems like at night is when it really starts to pop off. So, yeah. Oh, someone just pulled up with a dog and a motorcycle in the back of their truck. The dog is in the truck, as in, like, the actual cab of it, and then they have a motorcycle in the back, backest part of the truck, the bed of the truck, as I will. I've never seen so many cars that look like undercover police cars than I have today. Like, hatchbacks will be driving around with, uh, fucking large-ass antennas and, like, extra antennas and then the front, like, guard that they have, you know? But they're, like, in a weird color, like, gray or some shit. Like, dark-ass gray. Or black. Oh, the dog is looking at his owner. He wants to go with him. I love dogs. Bird just flew from my car. What a what a gentleman. Or gentlewoman. Or gentle non-binary bird. A very nice. Very amazing. Lots of birds around here. At least in this parking lot area that I've seen. There's a number of them. At least three. <laughs> it's probably like 10 to 20, but sorry if you can't really hear this. I'm not using a microphone, just what's on my phone. So 
Also, I think it's picking up me playing with my keys, so sorry if that is fucking with your ears a little bit. Homie to my left is finally driving the fuck. Oh, great, he's from California. Of course he is. Get fucked. Uh, that was uh good folks <laughs> randomly saying some person they get fucked I guess is something I do <laughs> in a car still no door dashboards by the way I think I'm gonna mention that every 30 fucking seconds but yeah that's what it is uh I'm using lots of filler words, lots of uhs and shit. Also sniffing, like my nose. Sorry if it grosses you out. Done it like five times. Sounds like there's a chainsaw going off somewhere. Which is odd. I live in a place that like most of the trees in the town are like planted there by humans. Let's see, like a chainsaw or a weed whacker, actually. Probably a weed whacker. But yeah, most of the trees here are planted by man, by or woman or non-binary people. They thems. And, uh, you know. So hearing a chainsaw go off would be pretty weird. Since most people spend a lot of time trying to have decent looking ass trees. <sighs> there are places with lots of trees, you just have to go a ways out into the mountains. There's a large amount of like hilly plains area covered, fucking covered in sagebrush and cheap grass actually. And then if you go into the mountains, that's where you'll find copes of trees. Copses, copes, groups, tiny forests. Some woman just got out of a truck and she looks fucking mean. like. Like, if you make a single mistake in front of her, she's gonna fucking rail you for it. Looks like her husband's staying in the truck. There's a lot of trucks here. And a lot of these people don't even, like, do shit other with them other than hunt. It's pretty gross. Not gonna lie, fam. I was raised, forced to kill by my dad. And there, there was never any reason for it. My dad always had a decent enough job where we never needed the meat. And he spent more money going out there and killing a random animal than he did fucking buying some food from the grocery market. And, uh, it's, yeah. I've never been one to kill things. Uh, even when I was, like, at, like, the height of my Stockholm Syndrome... Which is the best way to describe it, because my dad was not a nice person. He's better now, but back then he was not a very nice person. Another baby lady is walking around. The baby is more of a toddler, though, and is not strapped to her chest like the other one was. She's holding it, though. Which is probably a good thing. It is a fucking toddler. It looks like they're barely two years old. Um, but yeah, my dad wasn't the nicest person. Uh... Forced me to kill things like deer. He forced me to go on a lot of deer hunts. Every time I tried to say no, he just didn't fucking care. Um, which is kind of what's happening now. Not with hunting. I'm I'm 19, and uh, 
he would let me live there if I wanted to, but I'm living with my mom mainly. They're divorced. And, uh, I'm better about, like, saying no and sticking to that now. But back when I was younger, I used to feel like I had no choice other than to do what he said. So even if I said I really didn't want to hunt, he would still put me in for a tag. And if I got a tag, he would make me then go hunt. And, uh, he'd always try and gaslight me. Which is exactly what we did to my sisters and my mom and shit. And after my parents got divorced, I was like 12, 13. My sisters never went to my dad's house. And I was like the only one that felt pressured still to do that. Um, mainly because like, I wasn't planning on talking about like my childhood and shit. My teenage years or some shit. So I'm still a teenager. <laughs> I turn 20 next September. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> it's like, there's a, I feel like there's a big difference in being 19 and there is then being 20. Like, you turn 18, it's like, oh, you're an adult now. Fuck yeah, but you're still really like a goddamn teenager and shit. Like, but I feel like once you turn 20, that's like the stepping point where you really have to turn into an adult or some shit. And I'm not ready for that. But yeah, um, yeah, when my parents got divorced, my sisters basically abandoned my dad. Uh, for And that was a good thing. My dad was an asshole. Really a big fucking piece of shit. Gaslighting, manipulative, uh, very abusive, verbally, I mean. And uh, there's a big difference between like disciplining your child and just abusing them. Doesn't matter if you're doing it physically or verbally. Abuse is abuse. Manipulation. Gaslighting. Um, but yeah. He was very much... Very controlling. And if things didn't go his way, he'd blow up and fucking throw a tantrum like a child. Uh, he's much better about that now, by the way. Like... He gets much less frustrated. He's much better at uh, realizing when he's starting to, like, go off the deep end and calming himself down and shit. But, um, yeah, when I was growing up with two divorced parents, I never really uh, thought I had a choice. Because, like I said, my father was very controlling. And um, one thing that he would always do was take me out into like hills which is what we call like hunting and fishing and doing outdoorsy shit and my sisters started to like say no more they started never really coming along with us so oftentimes it was just me and him alone and that wasn't a lot of fun but um <laughs> yeah i'm sure as you y'all can imagine from what i've said previously that that wasn't a lot of goddamn fun it was a lot of fucking me hating myself and wanting to die um and then, of course, him being the verbally abusive asshole that he was. And still kind of is. You know. Uh, but, yeah. Um, my sisters never really came with us. And when we were at the house where, you know, we all lived together at the time before the divorce. And for a little while after the divorce... My dad's attention was focused mainly on my older sister, my mom, and my second older sister, uh, the middle child. 
even then they didn't he didn't really see my second the middle child my sister that's not the oldest but the <laughs> speaking is hard shut the fuck up uh um yeah because uh, my oldest sister was very confrontational with him like if she did some bullshit like he would always do she would be like dude that's bullshit she was like she's four years older than me i think and this happened since i was since she was like 12 so i've been like eight um but yeah he would like get into screaming matches with a 12 year old girl which is exactly what you're supposed to do as an adult isn't it perfect example of a parent <laughs> um yeah and that left a lot of emotional scars like me and my sisters like we all handle people being mad at us in different ways um my sister Brooke is very much a quiet person when it comes to that like she doesn't really fight back she just kind of gets quiet and asks them to not yell my sister Megan is a fighter she will not let anyone like fucking uh talk shit to her I don't think she'd fight them like physically but she would clap back um and then me I I just kind of like disassociate I guess and tell them to shut the fuck up like if they don't know what they're talking about and they're just being insulting then they don't know what they're talking about they're just being insulting and I don't give a shit if they're like saying some personal shit then I'll fucking tell them to shut the fuck up I I would rarely fight physically anyone but um yeah we all have like I'm pretty sure all three of us have at some point attempted suicide uh all that is because of our father but yeah um, I think originally <laughs> maybe not originally originally but uh one of the reasons why I felt so like obligated to go over to my father's house was because I didn't want him to feel alone because I did I felt really alone part of that was because um with the whole controlling thing my mom was always busy with either schoolwork or she was the speech and debate coach for our, the high school that she teaches at at least she was she isn't anymore um but she would be like off on speech and debate competitions and so would my sisters and they would always come back so happy and I thought it was because they got to spend time with our mom which is something that I hardly ever did because I I just at some point like just shut down it's almost like I spent most of my life just disassociated and like bottling up my pain and um Oh, there's another baby lady. Oh, it's a baby lady with the toddler. Huh. Must have gone back into the store. Um, but yeah, so that's one reason why I did speech and debate when I was in high school. Not all four years, just three. Um, but yeah, I always felt like my mom was a stranger and I was trying to 
at least not feel so alone. Because I thought my sisters always had a bunch of friends and were always fucking happy and shit because of speech and debate. And my mom always seemed to love them more. And I remember I brought this up. I brought it up how, like, it felt like mom loved them more than me. And this was, like, a year ago, too. I was still in high school. But I was 17, 18. And they're like, that's because, like, your dad's favorite. That's because your, like, dad never abused you. My sister Brooke said that, by the way. My sister Brooke, she's not mean or anything like that. She's kind of naive. She's also really smart, but she's also, like... (laughs) naive in some ways and uh i i think after she said that my sister megan i don't remember you know what? yeah i think now that i think about it i don't think even really knew how bad like i was and uh after that i pretty much went to my room and fucking i think i tried to kill myself then because at that point, I just... It felt like no one gave a shit. If no one gives a shit about you, why should you give a shit about yourself? Is pretty much how I thought. And, uh... Uh... Yeah. I think I have tried to kill myself seven times, eight times now. I'm doing pretty good now, by the way. Like, this is all in the past. Um, my most recent was... Right before my 19th birthday. Like the morning of September 4th. My birthday is September 5th. Uh, yeah. Still in the DoorDash order. But yeah. Um, and that was for like. One, because, you know, I'm mentally ill and shit. But also because. Um, I tried to join the army. I, I'm not Republican or even middle at all. I'm very left-leaning, leaning, left-leaning, <laughs> left-leaning. Um, I joined the army because I don't even know. I, I do love the United States, which is where I live. <laughs> I think you can figure that out already. But uh, I'm I'm just turning my phone so it doesn't look like I'm recording or anything. Um. Uh, I love my country. I think the people that are in my country are fucking stupid and need to lose kneecap privileges, but yeah, the United States isn't a bad place. It's the people in it that are fucking everything up. The fucking Trumpists and shit. Anyways, that's not... I'm not here to talk about that. I don't... If you're not fucking the same political opinion as me that I don't give a shit we can still be friends I'm friends with plenty of granted I do live in a very like conservative area which is one of the reasons why I'm so okay with being friends with like conservatives and shit but yeah no that's not what I'm here to talk about I wasn't even here to talk about anything like specific I was just fucking bored (laughs) I've been wanting to start a podcast or some shit for a while now so that's why I'm talking now um I feel like most podcasts like an hour long so I'll probably go for an hour and if I haven't gotten a DoorDash order by then, I'll just, I don't know, head home. Maybe not. But, um, yeah, fucking, no, I was talking about the army. Yeah, I tried to join the army. 
um, I got to around the middle of white phase. It was like the weekend I had to go. So yeah, it, it was a Thursday morning at that point because we had full kit, full squad, uh, fire guard, which is when you like, you know, are up at for at least an hour in the night. Um, but because we had full squad, everyone pulled two hour shifts. First shift was, well, my first shift, my squad's first shift was, um, CT, or CQ, yeah, CQ hallway guard, or door guard, access guard, that's what it's called, access guard. And we all just sat out in the hall, we didn't sit, well, we were out of tension. Um, the drill sergeant never gave a shit, like, he never left the... We were first platoon, and he may have gone up to check fourth platoon because fourth platoon was a troublemaking platoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he never came out into the hallway. And uh, yeah, after the first hour, we rotated and we started cleaning shit. Most of it was already cleaned by then. Like there was nothing to do but uh, weapons maintenance, which is just when you clean your clean clean, not clean your rifle. This is white, middle of white phase. Uh, we have not passed a single morning inspection, by the way. Um, always someone fucks it up. At least a little bit, you know? And there were some like specific people I didn't pass. Um, normally, I was a passing person, I think. Honestly, I can't even remember. It, it got to the point where like everyone would get fucked up, of course. We hadn't gone to the individual punishment section yet, segment of the training. And, uh, but yeah, everyone would get fucked up pretty much. So we were standing on the ready line, which is, there were three bunks in a row. And there was like a line of them. There was about 40, four, no, 20 to 25 bunks, I believe. Because at the start, there were 40 of us. A number of them got sent to Camp Kelly, which was the camp you went to if you tested positive or someone near you tested positive for COVID. Um, and then some of them got recycled. Some of them, you know, it, whatever, whatever. But yeah, um, the second hour... I did weapons maintenance. My shift was supposed to end at 1 in the morning, I believe. It didn't end until, like, 1.30. Well, I cleaned my rifle to perfection, by the way. <laughs> at least uh, passing. And put it together. Took off some of my kit. I think I still had my OCP. Of course, I, see, I still have my OCPs on. I took with my Flick, my Kevlar, my IOTV, uh, everything but the, you know, the main uniform, the OCPs. And then I went to the bathroom. I wrote a shit ton of letters. I wrote, these were all going to be like my last, my suicide letter, which is like the first time I ever wrote the suicide letter before trying to commit. Um, and then I started cutting. Yeah. And I remember, um, 
padding into the bathroom. Or not the bathroom, there weren't any bathrooms. Actually, it was specifically called latrine. I remember heading to the stall. I was... It was... Like I had spent so much time just fucking numb that... It wasn't even numb, it was just like this painful... Like I'm just done with it. Like I'm just ready to die. I don't, I don't know. I was also pretty fucking drained from the two-hour shift and then also the training itself. But yeah, I, uh... I went in. And yeah, I started cutting. And, um... I guess trying to describe how I felt. I think I tried to do that unsuccessfully moments before this. Uh... Part of me was... Actually, I remember when I first learned that it was a two-hour shift, I was in the middle of taking my gear off because I thought it was just a one-hour shift. And I actually got kind of, like, uh, <laughs> annoyed because I was like, God damn, I'm trying to kill myself. Like, please, just, like, fuck off. Like, which I would never, like, up until this point, I was normally a very nice person. I would never get mad over something so little as, oh, by the way, it's a two-hour shift, not a one-hour shift. Get your shit back on. And it was like the stress and shit of training. I was actually just turning to an asshole. Um, yeah. But yeah, once I cleaned my rifle to the PG's, or at least my squad leader's uh, satisfaction, uh, took off my shit, um, and attempted to kill myself Woohoo. yeah so when I went to my locker to put some shit away and to grab the blade I it was like a weird sense of peace for me I guess I don't know it's like by this point I was so far gone that it just felt like I was nothing. And so it wouldn't matter. Like everyone would just be fine with me being dead and having to deal with that. Um, well, you know, it's 2, 2.30 in the morning. Um, a guy comes in. A guy who I hate, by the way. He's a fucking piece of shit. Uh, but... He's on guard, checking the bathroom, making sure it's clean. Here's me panicking because it won't cut deep enough to hit anything vital and kill me. I'm cutting my wrist, by the way. Um, and it's, I pretty much shaved my wrist of skin and bits of flesh. Because I was, I was cutting, uh kind of in a like a cross pattern because I was like how the fuck because I've never tried to with a blade before and um there was a very small puddle of blood I remember at my feet and my hands had blood on them all over them um I had cut my thumb actually while I was using the blade because I was pressing with it trying to hit something deep enough to, you know, kill. 
he looks in anyways and uh sees me and he starts screaming for the drill sergeant you know Cal's in the stall and he has a knife whatever whatever he's bleeding <sighs> I didn't really take notice of that fact until someone started kicking on the door yelling at like basically ordering me to open it and as you're doing this I'm thinking who the fuck is this trainee like I've never heard their voice before and it took me a couple of seconds to realize that it was a drill sergeant. It was the drill sergeant that was on CQ uh, duty, CQ desk. He was a CQ drill sergeant, which is a 24-hour shift, I believe. For the night, most of them just sleep. Like, they're not, like, forced entirely. Oh, shit. I got an order. Have a good day. Bye. Okay. Now I'm back. <laughs> I I do not know how to use this, by the way. Um, just missed a DoorDash opportunity. I guess I didn't click on it fast enough or something, which fucking sucks. Still sitting in the Walmart parking lot. I thought I just was like, it sent me the thing and I was like, oh, great. I'm good to go. So, yeah, I'll go. I guess I need to click on something on the app or something. I don't know. But yeah, so, you know, I'm in a different parking or parking spot now. <laughs> Because it was telling me to go Taco Bell. So I was like, alright, I'll maneuver over there. And <sighs> missed the missed the opportunity, you know. Okay, oh well. Um, my keys are now in ignition, ready to turn on for the next opportunity. Fuck, I was sitting here for 30-something minutes. But anyways... Actually, more than that, because I didn't start recording until, like, another, after 10 minutes of sitting here. So, yeah, it was more like 40-something minutes. Or, I mean, uh, 50. Oh, well. There will be another opportunity, hopefully, soon. <laughs> Lunch is coming around, so maybe that'll, that'll, uh, be the moment for me. Where was I at? Right, um... Jill Sergeant kicking down the door. He didn't actually... He wasn't able to kick it down. Which is one of the reasons why he was, like, screaming at me to open the door. Um... So, at this point, I'm like, it doesn't... Like, I'm, I'm literally, like, yelling back, it doesn't fucking matter. It's not cutting deep enough. Just leave me alone. Because I thought... Actually, yeah, no, I, at this point, I still hadn't realized that it was a drill sergeant. Um, but, you know, after looking for a second, I was like, oh, shit, that's a drill sergeant. And they're not going away, so they either bust down the door or I open it. So I opened it. I stood up. Actually, no, I didn't, sit, I didn't even stand up. I was still sitting at this point. I just opened the door. And they were like... He was like, get the fuck up. He grabbed me. Uh, he had another trainee, one of my good friends, actually go and grab a towel and like hold it against my wrist. Um, and I would cut both the underside and the top side of my wrist trying to hit something. Um, which, <laughs> it 
don't do that. It was very painful, the healing process, because every time I went to take a shower at the hospital, it was like fucking... There was no hiding from the fire in my wrist. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is what it is. Um... Yeah, um, from there, I get, oh, so the drill sergeant wraps the, the, the towel around my wrist, tells, um, Big Man, which is what we called him, because he's from Jamaica, and he was, like, six foot five, six foot six, tall-ass homie, he was, like, 30-something, here to, you know, do the do, um, yeah, he was also the one to escort me to the hospital, be my battle buddy. There wasn't a second battle buddy, by the way, so it was just me and him. So when we got to the hospital and I changed into hospital clothes, I was really reluctant to give up my dog tags. Like those, they hadn't come off me since the moment I put them on. So it was, it was a while since they had come off of me. I showered with them. I slept with them. Like, I was, I was wearing those things till I died, and, uh, they actually had me take them off, sadly. <laughs> I had, basically, whatever was in my camelback was what I was allowed to keep at the hospital. Um, and there, it was called the fourth floor, which is where, like, if you're suicidal or some shit, that's where you went. And it's just an inpatient care ward to stabilize you. Um... But yeah, so some officers come, some police, military police come. They have to fill out some report or some shit. I don't know. Probably the most exciting thing that happened all night. I don't. They were they were rough, you know. They treated me like you know every drill sergeant did, like I was a stupid fucking trainee, causing problems again. <laughs> um, a stupid fucking brat. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you know they're like, uh, what did you use? And I was like mentally just drained at this point tired from training and all that shit and then also from the emotional just outburst that happens whenever for some reason I'm trying to try to kill myself like the moments leading up to it would be like really peaceful really calm and then like right before I start like actually you know attempting in whatever method I'm using uh I, it's fucking draining just this a massive amount of this massive release of pent-up pain and I don't even fucking know just agony I guess would be a good way to describe it so yeah at this point I'm drained I thought he said why and like I couldn't come up with any answer other than I just wanted it to end and you know then they're like no not not why how how did you do it and I'm like oh fuck uh sorry sir or sorry officer I didn't know their rank so I was just calling them by their title officer Sorry, officer, uh, it was with a razor blade officer. I'm like, all right. And they go to where it happened. They asked me where I go. I thought, uh, sorry, I'm like, I'm like fucking not talking right now. Well, I am talking. I don't know if it's my ADHD or what, but for some reason, I'm not fucking making very... <laughs> good sentences um but yeah they uh said where and I said build a train 
And they went to latrine, found the blood spot, did whatever they needed to do. The ambulance came. And the old man that escorted me to the ambulance, who was a, I don't know what they're called, uh, medic, I guess, would be. I don't fucking know. But yeah. Um, he was like, why? Why? I was like, I'm not strong enough. And he's like, well, mentally or physically? I'm like, mentally. And then he's like, why? Don't be stupid. You know, like, you can get stronger mentally and all this other stuff. And, uh, it was like, tough love. Like, it was, it was love. Like, this caring, compassionate man who was like, trying to like, desperately reach me to like, not do this shit again. And, uh, yeah. It was actually really nice. I didn't stop crying, by the way. Like, I was fucking crying my goddamn eyes out. Um, I was using my, the inside of my shirt, the, like, tan, really comfy t-shirt that you're wearing, your OCBs, actually, as a, as a tissue, because there was nothing else to use, <laughs> sadly. Um... But yeah, I know, uh, went to the hospital, it was a bit of a ride, the, so the old man that I mentioned that got me to the ambulance was the driver, and this other man, he was just making conversation with us, like, nothing, nothing's new, you know, like, he asked, uh, big man where, you know, like, where he's living, or at least he asked him where he's from. And Big Man said Jamaica, you know? And he's like, well, where are you living like now? Like, where were you living before you came to base? Because like, oh, New York. At least I think he said New York. Something like that. And uh, he's like, oh, I've been there. Great place. You know, I was like, do you know this? Do you know this? And they're like, oh, yeah, same area. So I went to the same area. And he asked me, it was like, uh, Nevada, Elko. Like, I don't know where the fuck. Or no, no, he said that he's passed through Elko before. And I was like, all right, that's very rare for someone to actually... I've traveled through, uh, but you know what? Yeah, nice. There is I-80 that travels through Elko, but most people don't even fucking remember that it's here. Like, it's, I think it's, like, the fourth or fifth largest place in Nevada. And we have, like, 400,000 people, maybe. It's not that big. Like, there's plenty of cities with more people. Um playing my beanie right now trying to like think about the fucking details of this um but yeah I get to the hospital at this point I'm too drained to lie about anything so I tell them about like my previous attempts and shit and they're like alright this dude's definitely not staying in the army fuck this dude <laughs> and at this point I'm like fuck the army get me the fuck out of here if that's possible <laughs> Before this, I actually had, um, like, an actual physical issue, and I had to stay out of training, which was actually going to get me recycled, because it was going to heal in time for me to be, like, worthy or to keep around, like, worth keeping around, and, um, yeah, because... At first, I wasn't giving a fuck about it. Like, it wasn't something that I noticed. Because like, I wanted to be there. I did. My whole life, I did. Even if that 
many points in time I didn't. <laughs> like, I thought I was going to handle it better. I thought I was going to be able to, like, actually make it through training and shit. But, yeah. Um, I do not handle... I didn't handle it as well as I was hoping I would. And there's a lot more pain there than I thought it would bring up, so... Yeah. Um... Go to McDonald's. Woo! Going to McDonald's. Hey, hey. Is it still recording? Is it? Is it? Is it? I think it is. We're